0: Hi and welcome to the first episode on the Bogey Boys podcast. I'm Ryan with my co-host Lucas over there, uh, and uh, we're a disc golf podcast, and uh, we're basically going to cover everything about disc golf, whether it's from just regular disc talk to the touring professionals to about us. So, Lucas, you want to tell them a little about?
1: Yeah, I mean, Sorry. we're we've been playing for a long time. Um, we decided to. We've always had the idea of doing more than just playing, you could say. Um, so we think this will be a fun way to, I mean, just talk about it some more, maybe just record us playing, whatever the case may be. Um, just an added opportunity onto uh, what we already do, which is play probably more than we should or probably play excessive amounts. Um, so, I mean, we can – we'll just hop right into it. Tell them uh, how we got into it and uh, why we love it. I can go first. Um, hey, I go ahead. started playing at, a, like, a church camp called riverside oh gosh this would have been in like fourth grade or fifth grade they had a little nine-hole course there all par threes um the rules were a little more favorable than we played as long as it hit chains it counted so i actually got my first I'd be ever a lot
0: better player if i, I know the rules still
1: i got my first ever ace there uh like the first year i started playing it was a only forehand player just like every single person there it actually wasn't like – it was kind of a diff, not a difficult course, but it was a very like not what you'd think when you go to like a little park or like a, a – uh, whatever you want to call it, like a church camp or whatever the case may be. It was actually like kind of an interesting course, kind of tough. Um, but I got started playing there, played like every single day during like our free time or whatever we had going on there. And then we took that back – or I took that back to my hometown, our hometown, and then kept playing there. We had one course there, super easy park course – and then eventually got, um, well, now Ryan into it, and then a couple of my other buddies played with us a little bit, but never really got, like, full-time into it until our senior year um, when yeah. we started three playing. a years ago? A little, yeah. yeah, three years ago, like, a little bit into tournaments, but not super in-depth into it. We got more in-depth with carrying bags, knowing when to throw what, learning what, to do what, um, and that kind of thing. And then we eventually went to Emporia for our first ever – kind of real disc golf experience outside of just our hometown courses, and that was a really good time. And then, yeah, now I'm on the Iowa State disc golf team. Um, well, as of now, we aren't, we aren't really a team due to um, the the virus that should not be named. We are just kind of just play here and there up here. And then uh, we have our first tournament in a couple of weeks. And then we'll play tournaments this year. And If they we, don't get canceled. But... That's true, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. But besides that, I mean, we just play a ton. Um, why we love it, or why I love it, I, it's just a. Uh, well, I guess one, I'm not a very good actual golfer, so that's part. That's part of the, the reason why I like to do it. This is something that I could do cheaper, more efficient, more time efficient, and I think it's just more fun. Honestly, it takes. I don't want to say it takes more skill, but it takes a bit very unique skill. Um, of throwing a frisbee rather than hitting something, and I just love it just because it gives me something to do outside. Um, and good challenging sport that's always going to challenge you no matter how good you are
0: yeah well I can talk about so I got introduced to the sport probably when I was really young so my dad used to go out and play all the time and he'd take me and my brother when we were probably like four or five uh but I never really played I just kind of just went with him and watched Mm -hmm. and then uh, I was just talking with you and a couple of our other buddies that went out and played and I was like, yeah, I'll go out and play. So I took some of my dad's really old this. I think I had like a yeah. DX Leopard and I don't even know. Um and I just started playing. I was
1: really bad. Yeah, you're pretty really I, bad. It was Yeah. It's
0: been really cool 'cause so technically I've only this is like my third third year playing, I guess, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty I close mean, to it or I'd say like two years.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been really cool, like to, like, even just me, because we have ourselves throwing on our video from a while back and just going back and watching and seeing how much I've progressed in like this short amount of time is, is crazy. Um, but yeah, Lucas got me into disc golf. And after that, we just started playing a lot more together and we got into it together. And honestly, I, well, I play college football, um, but besides college football, I think. Disc golf is probably one of the most fun sports a person can play. Uh, And I really love it because it takes an individual because it's you out there and you only, unless you're playing a doubles tournament. But uh, you're going out there and you're doing your best and you have to keep it. It's all in your head sometimes. Um, But, yeah, that's what got me into disc golf. And really why I love it is that too. But I think the time that I fell in love with disc golf – I mean, going in that senior year, we did we. I would say we frothed. We didn't disc golf, right? Yeah, I
1: agree. Yeah. Um, I th- I think got- I
0: think the
1: big, or I think the biggest thing is we we sort of took it more serious when we started seeing um, I want to say like quantitative results, or we saw like actual scores that I think were like wow, like we can do this, or like we started to learn more form. Like I said, I was mainly forehand dominant, and then I learned how to throw backhand. Not not like I learned from like a professional or like learned well but I learned there was the opportunity to do that through consistent form and I think once we like narrowed that down and sort of saw how we could um, grow that I think that's when we sort of took it more seriously and then we found out that you can play tournaments that you can play leagues that there's more than just us that like to play it for more than just um, like frothing as our used for an example that's just not like we, we say froth or people say froth we say disc golf we think it's more of like a sport uh, more mm. of a something that we're really interested in people like just go frothing outside whatever the case may be so I think once we started seeing uh, quantitative results in distance putting scores whatever the case may be I think that we really took it seriously um, and I think the thing with I think with learn teaching you how to do it I think I not that you didn't know how to play golf, but I think once I sort of showed you the progression you could make through mm-hmm. form, I think it really, you really took interest into it. Um, Cause it really was just me bringing along friends for a long time. And it's not that I was like any good or anything, but it was just something I think that was outside of our school sports that we found interesting or something fun to do. Um, and I mean, as much as people don't really realize it, I think there's disc golf courses everywhere and it's, mm-hmm. there's so many, whatever the case may be, park courses, professional courses, anything in between. I think that it's it's a really untapped um, sport that I think people don't know about.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would say that like, I kind of have, like, a obsessive personality, you could say. So, like, if I find something that I really like, I just go mm. down that rabbit hole and find everything I do to get better at it because I really like doing it. And I found that with disc golf, but I really think that, like, one thing that really opened my eyes is when we took that trip down to Emporia. Like just yeah. playing all those great courses and being around like that community is just so disc golf driven. It's like, I don't know if you'll find another town like that anywhere, but it was, a it was a great time. We had a great time on the trip. Great disc golf. I was the best player there. Uh, you did and win. I did win. Yeah. Um, and it was just good time. I think that's when I was like, "This is really fun. You can go out and do it with friends and just have a good time." Um, and then we played our first tournament, and just bringing more of that competitive aspect to the game was even more fun. And then, cause that's when you actually find out how good like you're you actually. Pressured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like mm. you're actually playing against somebody, and it actually counts. And when that circumstance comes to you, you finally realize, "Wow!" Well. Cause our first tournament, it was me. Mean we were on the same card, it was three three people a card, and three of the four of us that went down together, we all three got on the same card. Like, how often does that happen?
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was yeah, nice I think, that. I think yeah. It, another thing too, it's, it's really competitive for us. Um, we are pretty equal in like our not rating, which we'll get into next, but I think our level yeah. of play, um, different factors go into rating or whatever the case may be, but we. I mean, even when we go play, like, we always seem to be tied going into the end of our rounds, whatever the case may yeah. be. like yesterday uh, when this, we went
0: playing, yeah.
1: Yeah, like just... no matter what – it just brings in, like, a, a very um, like, relaxing competitiveness. It's not like we're, like, tearing each other apart playing because we know that, mm-hmm. like – we know that it's, it's it's a form of golf. So, like, you can shoot yeah. really bad. Like, it's a game no matter how good you are. Like I said, it's always going to be challenging you. And no matter how good you shoot, you can feel really good about your round and then be like, well, I could have done this, 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 this better through it. So it's not like a sport that we're ever going to master or is ever going to get easier. Um, so I think that's why we find it really interesting, really exciting. Um, and in a way it's something you can play for the rest of your life whereas other sports you can't. As much as people yeah. think they can, you really can't. So I think it's, it's just very yeah, fun I'm not going to be able to um, play
0: football the rest of my life because I my yeah. knees are going to be shot. I'm just going to not be able to walk. But this golf I can get out there and move my body and just have a great time. And, I mean you see that because you go to tournaments around the course and you see 56 year olds just out there having a great time.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's something that I think that people don't think is super competitive. And I don't think we did either. Um, mm-hmm. But when we came to our first tournament, like we said, the first card we were on was just us three buddies. Um, so we didn't like, obviously they'd like, like took it seriously, but we didn't think like there was pressure involved. And then we, me and you were on the lead card, the following round. We yeah, we didn't and know. The,
0: the third hole in, I took a 10 and, Basically yeah, like you don't take took me out of contention and I was like, this sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we played in more serious tournaments from then, yeah doubles tournaments, whatever the case may be, to where there really is a competitive nature behind it. Um and yeah, I think it's really fun for that reason. uh we can move into our we just got a couple of questions yeah. since this is the sort of the intro. yeah uh, what's your favorite disc and why?
0: Okay, so I've bounced back on this stuff a while. Uh but right now. As we're speaking, my favorite disc is the Discraft Craft Undertaker. Uh, and I have recently found these discs, and I have fallen in love with them. Um, like a lot of people that are just getting into the sport, I think the hardest shot to throw is a flat, straight shot. And with the Undertaker, I can just consistently throw it flat, straight with a little bit of dump at the end to the left. And that's why I think it's, it's really nice for me is because What it holds, I can control it well. I can control it on Anheuser or Heiser, And just overall, it's just been a good disc for me. So that's my favorite disc right
1: Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, mine is – I have a tour series zone that doesn't really throw like a zone uh, in a way. I probably throw that thing – I don't even know. 80% of my shots, it seems like. Um, I'm kind of in in between distances of like – I don't really have a mid in my bag because I can throw that – the shots that I would be comfortable with throwing the mid um, and then I just upgrade to a driver, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, that's probably my favorite disc. Um, I've had that in my bag for a little close to probably a year. Um, and it's one of those discs where like, I don't think I'll ever replace it unless I lose it or if I absolutely have to. Um, but Undertaker's is a good one. Um, we are, I don't want to say we're discraft dominant, but I think we, we found ourselves throwing a lot of discraft probably for obvious reasons. Everyone else did come last year. Yeah. Uh, it just kind of happened. And then we kind of took that on with it. Um yeah, that's probably my favorite disc. Uh, the next question is, what is your favorite course? Uh, and I'd say give a description maybe because I don't know if everyone listening here has played the courses in Iowa.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to go with my favorite course is going to be – oh, this is tough. Are we going to do – are we doing – we're doing like in the country that we've played?
1: Any course you've ever played. You want me to yeah, okay. go first?
0: I, I, got, I kind of have two, so I'm okay. going to toss these out there. Wildcat Bluff in Urbana, Iowa, and the other one is probably – I don't know. Country Club was a really fun course, but when we played it, we sucked. Yeah. If, if we went back there, I feel like it would be a lot more fun. So I'm going to go with Wildcat Bluff. So Wildcat Bluff is a 22-hole course? Twenty
1: twenty 21.
0: 21. And it goes from everything from open shots to tight-wooded to short. Uh, and it's just a great mix of holes. It has really good elevation change, and it just takes a lot to play. And they have, like, short – they have short T-pads there. Uh, the course maintenance there is phenomenal. It is tip-top shape. They keep good, tra- uh, good care of it. And, uh, like, even the T-signs, you, you can scan the T-sign with the QR code, and it shows you a drone flyover to where the, it, the placement is at that day. So each hole has like four different placements and it shows you where the placement is moved to most recently. So that's never wrong, which is really nice. Uh, so that's probably my favorite course.
1: Good yeah, it's, shots. it's definitely, I think it has to be, if you probably asked a hundred people, hundred disc golfers in Iowa, their top three courses, it would definitely be in everyone's top three. I think it's a very, it's a course that takes a lot out of you. It takes every single shot you can throw. Um, it takes more mental than actual physical skill, I think, on that course, if anything. And yeah, I mean, we've only played it two, two times, three times. Um, but it's it's a good time for sure. My favorite course. Oh, um, I think I'm gonna go with Maytag. It's in Newton, Iowa. It's probably a smaller course, but it's a course that I find myself playing a lot. Um, multiple reasons. One whoever is in charge of changing the baskets changes it very frequently um so it's a course that you can go back to and not expect to shoot the same thing which is a good thing and also a bad thing I think when it comes to evaluating your game you need to be able to adjust obviously um and it's a good time I think just for like we have a couple buddies that don't take it as seriously as us and we can bring them there and they can play doubles with us and not well one we can take some of their shots it's not like we're taking all of our shots two it doesn't annoy them enough to where, like, they don't want to ever come back and play. Yeah, it's not kind of
0: enough where they're going to hit a tree every time.
1: Yeah, so it's not like an open course, but I think it's a course where it takes some sort of um, capability of knowing what to throw, when to throw, and a little bit. I mean, obviously, it all takes skill, but I think it's, it's an overall good challenging course, not to the extent of Wildcat, but I think it's a – I always find myself really enjoying, no matter what, I shoot that course, mix of every single shot. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a good one. Emporia, I mean, Peter Pan's a great course. Yeah, um, uh, Peter Pan.
0: There's so many good, like, uh, all those courses in Emporia, if you get the chance to go down there, I would say play them all. Yeah, we'll, they're all
1: good. We'll probably go back sometime for some reason just to go do what we did. We only sat there for, like, two nights. We played, I don't even know how many holes of disc golf, probably, like, seven to eight rounds. We probably could have played more, it was. There was a
0: lot of disc golf, and we mm-hmm. didn't even – I mean, there's so many courses around that area that we didn't even touch that – yeah.
1: I agree. It was, it was a good time. Um, so we can move on now. So we can tell them our rating and kind of like our outlook for the season or our plans. Obviously, this will be. We don't know what the pl- the season actually is going to yeah. bring, but I guess I can start here. I'm um, yeah. an 886 rated player. Switched to intermediate last year with hopes to shoot above 900 or get eclipse 900 as my rating one tournament left in the year at that 892 did not shoot how I sh- should have shot and then I dropped down to 886 um that's still not much of a drop like I mean the the what I need to shoot is still there to get 900 um so I, I definitely think I should be above 900 by the end of the year the goal I think is like 930 but I think overall I think my goal is one I started to realize that it's mainly just for fun it's not like an actual um I don't want to say career, like it's, it's, it's a hobby. I mean, that's the way to put it. It's always going to be a hobby, but it's a hobby that attaches c- competition to it. So one is I don't want to be so caught up in what my rating is to where I'm not enjoying it. Um I need to, I want to be able to have fun and still obviously shoot good. But I think one, my one goal is 9:30, And I'd say the other goal is to, I don't know, win one or two singles tournaments, Um ABC tier. doesn't matter. I think it'd just be fun to have, uh, a trophy or whatever the case may be under my belt for I mean, the season
0: we can say we we did win our first tournament last year it was a unsanctioned doubles tournament uh but that feeling that you get after you win is is it's like hard to describe so we actually went to a playoff in that and i mean it was just like so surreal like everybody was there wa- and they everybody watched us tee off and finish the hole and it was really cool, and it was awesome that we won. And hey,
1: you can keep keep on rolling. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I I agree. It was like, I mean, it was such a small thing, but I think it was, it was just cool. I think to all the work we put in, all the rounds we played, to finally see well, that, like result of we got a disc for a trophy, but it's still a trophy. Like the result of actually winning I mean, and not. Yeah,
0: Eric Oakley was there and watched us win that tournament. Like mm-hmm. it's just like like I mean, it's the little things, but it was really it was really cool. Like obviously, we weren't. It wasn't intermediate or advanced or open. We we won wreck, but I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean that's where we yeah, were. We, at that time. we still we still shot good though. Like, I think like we we came out of the tournament. Obviously, we could have done better. Everyone could have played better, but I think yeah. we came out of the tournament feeling good about the complete two rounds we put together. Um, and the effort that we kind of had, or the mindset we kind of had going through it. So, what are what are you what are you at rating wise, and what are your goals come up?
0: Yeah, so. I'm an 840 rated player right now. And, uh, I mean, I definitely think that I'm, uh, better than my rating, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't get a chance to play all that many tournaments because I have to report for football in August. So I don't get, I don't get a play all fall. So I'm not saying that that's why I'm not as high rated, uh, mainly because I, I was, (laughs) what, last year before the, the,
1: yeah, you were like, maybe I was like,
0: I was seven, I think I was like 788. I was 788 rated and I jumped mm-hmm. to 840. So that was a really good jump and it showed me that I was improving. Um, but yeah, so 840, I said the goal for me is to get nine, to eclipse 900. So get 900 or above. And I think I can do that. Um, I'm going to make the jump to intermediate this year and I'm going to play all intermediate. Uh, I just think that that's going to be better competition for me. And not saying, like, the rec guys are bad, but it's it's a lot of intro-level players. And I think once you feel confident in your play that you can make the jump to intermediate do it because you're going to be playing with more experienced golfers and more people like yourself. Because sometimes the rec guys are just there to have fun and aren't really there just to play the tournament. Yeah. So, like, intermediate guys, are, I agree. you can tell that they're more serious. So that's why I'm making the jump – uh scheduling this year so we got our first tournament coming up in april 11th it's a doubles tournament and it's at a golf course so it's a 10th course uh you can talk a little bit more about that
1: yeah i mean so it's the doubles unsanctioned tournament um so that we won't won't get a rating boost for that we probably won't see a rating boost or decrease whatever the case may be till till may june june yeah we we don't really know the circumstances of um everything right now so we'll figure that out uh we do keep track of all of our scores and I think we're sitting right around our rating as of now I don't think we've had anything really to boost us up consistency wise obviously it'll take time it's still March as we always say it's still early in the season um we still have stuff to be worked out but we're hoping just to we'll obviously win the tournament that would make sense but I think to f- not feel like we took not we took a lot of time off but not feel like winter happened I guess you could say or not feel like we took a lot of time off feel like we can get right, right back in the groove for sure. Um, I think we can probably another thing we can talk about is one thing that we've started doing more this year to prepare us for um, this upcoming tournament and one thing that we've kind of found tough last year I guess so they kind of go hand in hand Um, I can start so I think one thing I found tough last year is um limiting myself in the range of outcomes for like throws or whatever have you want to kind of word that and one thing I think was a forehand I think one thing last year that I started off forehand dominant, but once I went backhand, I kind of lost that. Um, it was mainly due to baseball, actually. Just, I couldn't – playing baseball that much, I couldn't just do it. It would just hurt too much or whatever the case may be. Um, I've started to pick that back up this year, and I feel like I've seen a wide variety of shot opportunities that have kind of opened up to me, um, and it's been mainly on my putting now. that to work on my scores, and I think in the past it was the opposite, where I was like, I can't reach this basket due to whatever reason. And then I can make the putts, but I think, which I'm now on the opposite end, which I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing that I only have to rely on my putting right now and not my distance or whatever the case may be. So I think that's one thing that I learned. Because um, when you're playing tournaments, you're playing multiple different courses, some that you've never played before, that you only get to play for like five, six holes to warm up. I and mean, then you don't know what to expect. So you kind of have to, like I said, adjust on the fly or literally make your decision as you step on the tee pad what it is. And every stroke counts in any level of tournament um, wrecked all the way up to open. So I think that's one thing that if you have that coming into the tournaments, you have that arsenal of different shots and you feel confident about them. I think that's one thing that I think I'm going to see good results um, with that this year.
0: Ah, Yeah, so for me, the one thing that I've been trying to work on is keeping my cool on the course. Uh, So if I throw a bad shot or something like, I get a bad kick or something bad happens. I usually, I I get a little nervous inside and I start freaking out and then my whole game just goes bad. Um, Prime example, last year, A tier in Iowa. Uh, My first hole of the tournament, I go birdie par. Second one, right off the tee, right off the tee, hit a tree. Then off that, I throw OB onto what i called a bogus ob line because okay so i'll i'll lay out the ob line for you <laughs> so it's a spray painted line that goes all along this gravel road but the gravel road has stuff sticking out on the grass so they spray paint it and there's this thing sticking out that's sticking out so they draw the ob line and they start going wider and then they go around it and keep it wide My disc is OB because of that, not touching the the metal thing, but it goes OB because it's in the cutout that they made. And that made me a little angry. Uh, So I went on to double bogey that hole and never recovered the rest of the round from that and uh, put me fourth from the bottom. So what was it? 89 players. So I was in like 85th. I I started on hole 18. Uh, the next round I did battle back a little bit but it was just like if I can figure out how to keep my cool and stay composed on the course and I'll figure out how to get through this and I can move on to the next hole and then just restart refresh and move forward
1: and I think think once I start doing that
0: yeah once I start doing that I think I'll be able to find my game a lot better and then also you know putting you know
1: yeah I mean everyone needs to work on that yeah. yeah But I think with that tournament, so I finished like dead middle, like actually like forty-five out of ninety, and it wasn't that I. I felt good about what I shot, but obviously with ninety people, the the difference between me, getting to a placement that um caches and quotation marks was one stroke. Like it was one simple stroke, but I mean that could mean many different things. You know what I'm saying? And so like I think, with that is like I didn't. I don't want to say I didn't lose my cool because obviously it's it was three round tournament. So setting yourself back off the start it's so hard to gain that edge to whereas I shot okay I mean right at my rating a little bit above my rating for three rounds and it put me right in the middle but that two or three strokes you maybe could have gained by staying cool like that could have cost me 20 more spots jump up um so that's kind of a way to sort of look at it in that sense I think yeah that's the big thing for the many different players um mm-hmm. yeah well, I, mean, I think
0: you can also look at that so like First, it's our first A tier we, we've ever played in. That was my first tournament playing intermediate because they didn't offer rec, so I was playing intermediate. You was that your first tournament playing intermediate too?
1: Um, not for first, sure. I don't, maybe. First, I don't, pretty close to your first one of the probably. first couple tournaments. First A-tier and was first A tier. We traveled. Yeah. And it, it was. It, it was. was it, we prepared for a while for it, so we were we were ready to go. And then I think what you're trying to say is like shooting bad out of the gap is like, oh, I got to play two more rounds. It was hot. It was just like it wasn't what what we we were expecting. We were riding
0: together. You saw how uh, angry I was after that first
1: round. And I think another thing, another tip would be don't expect to shoot a score at a court. I think that's one thing we realized last year. We've stopped trying to um, project what we're going to score. Like when we we go play just whatever, practice round, whatever you want to call it, we're not like, oh, I want to shoot this because we know that that's super subjective – and then that, that just messes with your head when you miss a hole that you think you should be giving. Um, so, yeah, I think that's another tip that you could take out of that. Um, for a course you've played, of course you haven't played, I would just say play in your head more so than playing the course, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um
1: Alrighty.
0: Yeah, so that's what we can work on. Uh it's about it for
1: this podcast yeah um, uh, you gonna plug your instagram or whatever so we can yeah so
0: we are oh gosh <laughs> you can find us on youtube this if you're watching this on youtube great and now this should be posted to apple spotify um google wherever you google get your podcast podcasts. stitcher yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah
0: wherever you get your podcast yeah. so you can find us if if you're listening uh you can find us on youtube Uh, at the bogey boys and uh, well I guess we can talk a little bit about the YouTube and what we're gonna do with that Um, so we're gonna start filming random videos like uh, we're both gonna do in the bags Uh, we're gonna do challenge videos, starter pack challenge other challenges uh, and then just film those and also I think one of the things that I was kind of interested in and uh, I think Lucas is too but Filming us and keeping this going is going to be big because I want to show you guys the journey from 840 to whenever the highest I can go. And Lucas from 888 or wherever he's at right now. And just showing you guys that it's possible and you can do it. And not just because you just started, you're not going to be good. There's guys that are touring right now that have only played for three years.
1: Mm-hmm. It's just about so, the time you put into it. I mean, it's, it's i think the level of i mean like i said we play too much but not we're not we're not forced to like we 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 choose to play enough because we like it we like getting better those rounds that we fucking shoot awful but i think it's we just it's if you really like are into it just keep playing don't don't worry like i said don't worry about what you're shooting just worry about your form that's the one thing i got to all my friends like even my dad started playing last year i was like. Just do this repetitively. It'll come to you, and then you'll start seeing results. You're starting to like it. You'll learn um, the process of putting. I don't want to say how to putt, because I can't teach anyone how to putt. I'm yeah, far from it, that. Every, everybody like, has
0: their own putting style, though. Like mm. we, Me and you, we, we putt differently, and everybody finds the thing that works for them. I, I think that's how you do that, Like especially on the green. like Practice putting, you get into a groove, and you find what you do, and then you stick with it. So that's, mm. Yeah. That's yeah, but, uh, I agree. So, yeah,
1: we'll do we'll do different videos like that. We might like vlog when we go to a tournament, um, yeah. whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, I think my Instagram is LucasKs or 4 I believe. I think that's I was trying to find it, but I didn't pull it up in time. We post. I don't post a ton, but we post here and there about winning tournaments or kind of how the season's going, I guess. Um, or on Facebook, uh, Lucascaser. I think you can find me on there. I'd say I post more. Um, personal stuff on Facebook than I do Instagram, which is probably not how p- kids do it right now or people do it right now, but I think that's where I preference to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So we'll probably I don't know the when we're planning on releasing all this or anything. Yeah,
0: but. we're gonna we're working on it. So it's gonna be coming down the pipeline. Uh hopefully we're gonna try to do one podcast a week and get this out to you guys. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at bogey underscore boys DG so we should be posting some content there, pictures, whatnot, of both of us on the course and giving you all that so you guys can interact. Um, if you're watching this, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, comment down below what you think we should do for some video ideas and also what you think we should talk about on the podcast. Give us different topics. Um, other than that, you got anything else to say on Lucas Or
1: Nope. Uh, hopefully you like it, subscribe down below. Um, follow us on Whatever. Um, we share your story with us, or whatever the case may be, and we'd love to hear about it. Okay. Until next time, deuces.